Hi everyone, my name is Cheryl Cohen. I'm with Arthritis Consumer Experts. Uh, I am so excited uh, to be sitting here with you today uh, chatting with Ellen Wang, who is uh, both my colleague as programs coordinator here at Arthritis Consumer Experts, but also uh, a growing expert in her own right. She is uh, uh, currently taking her PhD under the direction of Dr. Linda Lee at Arthritis Research Canada. You are uh, with Arthritis Research Canada yourself, and we steal some of your time back. Hi, thanks so much for joining us, uh, Ellen, to talk about something that I know is really important to you. And as an ex-jock myself, uh, very important um, to me, and that is uh, exercise and arthritis. Often those two words are pushed far apart, right? And oh, yeah. And we know, we, you and I, it's our life's mission to bring them back together and to tell people with arthritis who are in our audience a little bit more about um, what they can do to tell us what their needs are, but also uh, to learn a little bit here in this conversation with you. So um, we just launched today, as, as you well know, uh, a survey on exercise and arthritis. Um, the motivation for launching this survey really came from something called the Great Debate, which took place at the most uh, recent Canadian Rheumatology Association and Arthritis Health Professions Association annual scientific meeting just last month. Um, and every year they choose a topic and they debate it. And this year's topic, I'm going to boil it right down, uh, was who should prescribe exercise in arthritis? And who should monitor it, right? Who should the person with arthritis rely on for that body of expertise? And uh, the debate was very entertaining, also packed with education. Um, and it, it occurred to our team that that's just one side of the equation. The professionals debating who should prescribe and monitor, et cetera, et cetera, is one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is what do people like you and me, people living with some type of rheumatic disease, uh, no matter the type, who do we want to seek guidance from regarding exercise? Who do we want to, to you know, best inform us on the safe and effective ways to exercise with our disease? Um, and so we've launched this survey to find that out. Uh, there'll be a link at the end of this conversation on a slide that will direct uh, folks in the audience to the survey, but we thought um, we'd start by just talking uh, to you very quickly, Ellen, about um, exercise and how it's different from physical activity. And I, I want to get at this. Uh, I want to get at this because our survey is about exercise, not physical physical activity. So talk to us about those two sort of domains, if you will. There, there is a movement. Um towards physical activity or using the term physical activity in research, in policy. So we use the word physical activity a lot. And we have to understand that um, it's an umbrella term. Right? Right. It encompasses any bodily movement, drinking tea, sweeping your floors, grocery shopping. You know, grocery shopping could be pretty high intensity, but we would still count that as you know, physical activity. And then a subsection of what we understand as physical activity is actually planned, structured, and I want to use the word intentional here. Yeah. Intentional, I know, also being very vague, but exercise is usually intentional. 
And I say intentional with the meaning that you are doing it with a specific goal in mind. So there's a plan behind it. There's a plan behind it. There's a plan and a goal behind it, whether that's improving your cardiovascular fitness, um, aerobic fitness, or, you know, your ability to run after a bus if, you know, you really need to and, and get on the bus, not break a sweat. I think that is uh, the, the number one thing I've gained out of, uh, you know, doing some lighter jogs. One component is the strength component. So this is when we go to the gym and do, you know, specific amount of sets. So that's groupings and the repetitions, which is the actual number of a squats that we're doing. The third being mobility or flexibility. So how well our joints move, are we able to move with ease, with fluidity in all of our joints? And last one actually being this, this component of um, body composition. So those are kind of, we call our four pillars um, that to kind of, we want to intentionally in with a plan and a goal in mind work towards. So that is, um, uh, how I kind of think of the difference between physical activity, general umbrella yep. versus planned, structured, no exercise. Yeah. And, you know, it, it doesn't, when I think of exercise myself and my own experience, um, Ellen, you know, that plan and that goal needn't be elaborate, right? It doesn't have to be uh, something that's super arduous to, to, to create, develop or follow, it, it can be really simple, like I want to uh, power walk in the upcoming community 5k, right? Uh, and so what I need to do is start to build up a higher intensity level of walking over certain distances. And so you write that down. The goal is the 5k in the community that's taking place, you know, early June, I'm just making this up people. Uh, but but that's it. So it doesn't have to be super elaborate or or it can be fairly uh, intense. I think when you think about how you approach your own exercise, um, you know, people who are living with different types of arthritis, uh, we all know that there are good days and bad, uh, that sometimes you need to be flexible. So having a plan doesn't mean you don't honor your body when it's not doing so well. How, tell us a little bit about how you balance that. I think the first thing to do is to acknowledge, Cheryl, like you were saying, that everyone is different and that we all need different types of physical activity, right? Different things feel good in our body, different types of exercise feel good in our body. And that what you prefer to do and what I prefer to do look completely different. And that's okay. And not just different from person to person, but day to day. Yeah. Right. So yeah you know, allow yourself space, acknowledge that, right? And then what I've done is I've built up almost a, I call it a toolbox, an exercise toolbox, which I have like different mini routines I I do for exercise. So if I'm not feeling as great and I don't want to do, say, don't want to go to the gym and do a structured, structured exercise plan and I'm tight on time, I will go for a 20 minute power walk and I might walk fast for about a minute walk slower for about 30 seconds, right? So I, it doesn't have to be so specific, but I have little things like maybe one day, I'm feeling a little tight. I'll do yoga, I didn't sleep well that night. I'll do yoga, 
you know, really, really helps calm down my central nervous system. Or if I'm, I am feeling like, yeah, I'm feeling great today. Then I'll go on a short run. Like I built up strategies that I can pull on so that I don't have excuse not to do one of those. Right. right? And so I just rotate through them and you know what? I might have a week where I'm just doing yoga all the time. Yeah. It's like one day you're full on, you're pulling out the jackhammer from your exercise toolbox. And the next day you're thinking, I'm going for the screwdriver today. It's a little lighter. It's not as intense. It's not as noisy. Uh, it's just a different tool that helps you get, keep moving forwards towards the goal. Exactly. Yeah. The um, strategies that you just discussed, this toolbox, how do you, how does that relate to sort of maintenance and sustainability? Like, I, I, they, they may not be connected, but I suspect they are. Um, because if you're not finding ways, strategies to, to deal with days where you can't do the plan as you wrote it down, you're not going to maintain you're not going to sustain. So tell us your secrets on maintenance and sustainability. Yeah, it's a really important topic. And I, I think the research field is just so interested in right, this right now. And, you know, for good reason, because we realize that starting to exercise is hard enough. Yeah. The real challenge is can you continue exercising when the craziness of life gets in your way? And what are your, I want to say problem solving skills. How are you going to problem solve? Right. So think of it. I think number one is mindset. So think of it as, you know, this is fun. I get to build my solutions before I encounter the problem. And you'll get to know right away if your yeah. solutions, the solutions that you came up with are, are going to tackle those problems. So, for example, um, like like we discussed, Cheryl, uh, we have a I also have a home based workout. I you know chose four movements, very easy, four movements: one upper body, one lower body, one core stability, and one balance. Easy, easy. Yeah. And there was a week where I was just doing those four exercises, forty five seconds on, fifteen seconds off. I just did it for thirty minutes. I just did as many loops as I can and. You're like, wow, that sounds so boring. And I'm sure, it, you know, it, it does sound boring. But for me, that worked. I just needed four really good, safe exercises I enjoyed doing. And it became very simple. You know what? It's That's such a great sort of tip for the audience. Um, and I think about this 30 minutes you've just described. That's four songs. You know, put on your four favorite songs. Uh, get your mind wrapped around the time of day that is best for you. Uh, I think that's another piece of a exercise routine or plan that's really important in, uh, in arthritis. Um, for myself, the mornings, eh, I'm not a fan of the mornings. My body doesn't like them. It takes me a while to get, you know, kind of going. So I'm a sort of mid-afternoon athlete, and I know that. And I've always been that, actually. So I plan to take that 30 minutes, like you've just described at a specific point in my day, that where I am best set up for success, right? So you got to think of all of these things that create the environment for uh, the willingness, the mindset to start, uh, to maintain, sustain over your life, 
I mean, exercise is for life, whether you have arthritis or not. And I think this is uh, this whole concept that people can't do high intensity exercise or can't do a variety of exercise if you're living with arthritis is just not right. We know now that that's not the case. Um, how can healthcare providers encourage, um, I'm gonna use the umbrella term here, physical activity uh, in, a, in a meaningful way if they don't have specific exercise expertise. Like let's face it, rheumatologists don't go through all of their medical training to become expert at exercise prescription, right? But what can they do to help bridge that gap um, to get us to the person who does, or to get us motivated to even do some self-directed exercise? Yeah, Cheryl, that's such a fantastic question because like you said, it's, it's not every healthcare provider's responsibility yeah. to provide you specific tailored advice. However, that being said, the points that you brought up when we were discussing our last question, right? Can you make it fun? So can that health provider encourage the person to do something fun? If that fun is music, wonderful. If it's four repetitive exercises done to a timer for me, like, so be it. I, I enjoy, I enjoy looking at time, right? For yeah. me, I like structure and that's fun to me. So encourage fun, encourage integration into the day. So like you said, best time of day, right? Yeah instead of asking a person or telling a person to go walk 30 minutes a day, oh, what time you know, do you usually wake up? Tell me about your daily routine. Oh, you feel best at this time of day? Well, you know, in Vancouver, it's gonna get nice and warm soon. There really is no excuse. And maybe small steps. I think yeah. this idea of 30 minutes um, is great. It's awesome. I don't always get 30 minutes. Go for a 10 minute walk, right? 10 minute walk at lunch, 10 minutes yeah. in, out, two songs. I, I really um, have to tell myself, I, and, I, and that is where I observe time myself, Ellen. I say, oh, I've been sitting for 20 minutes. Time to get up and move. Time to just, you know, pace up and down quickly, uh, take my joints through, my major joints through range of motion. I feel so much better and it wakes up my brain too. Um, I love this idea about healthcare providers really focusing on the communication piece of exercise. It's what gets lost, Ellen, frankly. Um, the one, the thought about talking about exercise isn't there. But, but healthcare providers who are not expert in exercise can help get people motivated to, to get started or to continue, reminding them how important exercise as part of the umbrella physical activity is to joint health, right? It's so critical. Um, so a lot of people out there are saying, oh, I don't want to take any more meds. Well, exercise is a medicine and it's worth taking, right? It it's worth taking and it can have side effects. So you do have to be mindful of the way you do exercise, of the amount you do it and at what level. And that is why we're taking this survey. We want to know who you want to hear that from. Um, is it your rheumatologist? Is it a physiotherapist trained in arthritis? Is it an occupational therapist? Is it a, a gym instructor, you know, a physical trainer? Who do you want to talk to? And, and more. Uh, that's what the survey uh, gets at. And, you know, Cheryl, I think I do want to add one last point. Um, yes. Close to the conversation. I 
was thinking about this and I really truly think that in order to have a, a shift in how we think about exercise this message maybe this message of promoting umbrella term again physical activity is the response of all healthcare providers we provide that united front everyone every appointment someone asks you oh how you know are you are you able to get out every day doesn't even be are you exercising yeah. 30 minutes you're are you able to get out? Are you able to do something for yourself that day? If you continue to hear that, it will be the new norm. And when you know what? The new norm. Ding, ding, ding. I think that is such a great point, Ellen. It is. It's just tearing a page out of the expert advertisers' playbook. There is a reason when you're watching television at night, you see the same ad over and over and over again, and that's exactly what you're talking about with exercise. You want exercise to be advertised across the spectrum of, of healthcare providers. Bottom line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo! Uh, Ellen, thank you so much for bringing that important point in uh, and to close off our conversation. Really appreciate the time you've taken um, to be with us. There's lots of good information about exercise on our website, also at arthritisresearch.ca. There's some great uh, info there. Um, and at the end here, you're going to see a link to our survey. We ask you, please, please, please take our survey. You drive the ship here at ACE. Your input, your feedback, your direction tells us what we need to be advocating for, what we need to be sending out in the way of information, and how to build education programs. Um, so over to you, folks. Fill in that survey. Thank you so much. We'll see you again Thanks, on everyone. our Fridays at Bye. Home. See you, Ellen. Have a great week. Thank you, Cheryl.